Christmas was coming. One morning in mid-December, Hogwarts woke to find itself covered in several feet of snow. The lake froze solid, and the Weasley twins were punished for bewitching several snowballs so that they followed Quirrell around, bouncing off the back of his turban. The few owls that managed to battle their way through the stormy sky to deliver mail had to be nursed back to health by Hagrid before they could fly off again. You there, listener, what's today? Why, today is Wanderlust Christmas special day. You <laughs> haven't missed it. It's happening to your ears right now. Welcome back, loyal, new, lost, or inquisitive listeners to Wanderlust, the Harry Potter locations podcast formed by Tor for Muggles with a festive gaggle of very enthusiastic Potterheads. Did you miss us? We missed you. And to banish the wintry chill, we have stuffed this episode with stockings full of trivia, magic, and jollity. We'll be mulling over the ghosts of Harry's Christmases, past, present, and future, cracking some homemade Potter jokes by the roaring fire of Steph's indignation, bidding farewell <laughs> to a cherished Hufflepuff, and welcoming a sparkly new member of the team, and much more. Being a Christmas special, guys, you might notice that it deviates somewhat from our normal formula of going through locations chronologically, becoming much more of a sort of mixed bag, a crazed advent calendar of different trivia and facts for you. So uh, enjoy them at your leisure. I am your spiritual guide and host, the little Saint Nicholas Longbottom. Pulling my sled and jingling my bells are my fellow magical raconteurs, Alex Scamander. Hello, I am Alex Scamander, the Hufflepuff of the group, the one lone Hufflepuff. Uh, I will be quizzing them all about presents. So many presents. Joining us as well will be special correspondent and soon-to-be new host, Evie Delacour. She'll appear momentarily. And also, of course, Will Hagrid. Hello! I'm Will Hagrid, so named because I look exactly like Professor Flitwick. And our resident Slytherin, Steph Black. I'm pretty sure it's Professor Flitwick. I thought you said Flitwick. Yeah, that's Flitwick. I... Pronounced Flitwick. Is it? Is that the case? Anyway. Oh, God, we haven't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm Steph Black and I'm usually behind the mics, but now I'm also behind the mic. I'm adding some dulcet soprano to the bass here, giving all things Slytherin a voice, and among other things, I'll be chatting about one of my favourite festive classics, Christmas jumpers. Get in. Oh, get. That's what you do with Christmas jumpers. Yes, you, you get, you in, get them. in them. So to fully invest in the Christmas ambiance, we're going to have 25 segments, like an advent calendar, you see. As always, our motto is quantity, not quality. So uh, let's peek behind the first window and see what our first subject is to chat about. It is... We have... The loudest oh, advent calendar I've ever heard. It's Harry Potter's first Christmas. Will, would you like to take this one? Certainly. Harry Potter's first Christmas, he doesn't remember at all because he's a baby. Uh, but the first Christmas <laughs> that we see is a momentous one indeed. Um, I think, Alex, did you mention a few podcasts ago um, that every Christmas in Hogwarts, something really momentous in the plot happens? It's sort of the, 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 the big plot turning point time. Um, uh. Certainly that's the case with this one. <laughs> Someone definitely said it. I don't know whether it was me, though. I but choose to believe it was you. <laughs> I will happily take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Harry starts off um, feeling all uh, 
happy that he'll have a Christmas away from the Dursleys. Um, and then everything is blown into perspective by uh, the appearance of his invisibility cloak. Uh, Dumbledore gives him an invisibility cloak. He doesn't know it's Dumbledore at the time. He just notices this strange loopy handwriting. Um, and uh, yeah, he spends the evening part of Christmas creeping into the restricted section of the library and making books scream and being chased around by uh, Argus Filch and Professor Snape. Um, before that, he attends the glorious Hogwarts Christmas feast. There's uh, hearty food. There's much festivity. Hagrid kisses um, McGonagall, but only on the cheek, but she still blushes. Uh, it's a good Christmas. <laughs> well, that was a, a lovely starter to our podcast, because I related it to food there. But uh, doubtless you loyal listeners are wondering where on earth the other familiar voices on the team, where is Greta? I hear you will cry. Well, Greta is not here today, but she does have a letter. So instead of a letter from Santa, we have a letter from Greta. And here it is. This letter has been brought to you from the magical quill of Greta Granger. Address to The Wanderlust Podcast at Tour for Muggles, London. My dearest Wanderlust Marauders. Hello! I'm so glad to hear that the team have rejoined for this magical Christmas special. And I'm extremely excited to hear the many wonderful facts that you will uncover. Alas, I'm afraid this time I cannot join you, as I'm currently working away to locate several ghost shipwrecks, which is taking a bit longer than expected. Mostly due to the fact that the ships are transparent, so, you know, harder to spot, and possibly because I created a mass panic the other day by doing the wrong hand signals underwater. You see, I accidentally signed that I was out of gillyweed when I meant to just say I wanted to resurface, so now there's a whole bunch of howlers I have to reply to on that. However, I would like to pass the Bobaton to our correspondent, Evie Delacour, who will be filling us in on international magical schools and perhaps finally answering that key question. Was it just a random dog all along? Lots of love from your favourite and only good Hufflepuff on the podcast. Your friend always, Greta Granger. <laughs> oh, oh, that was a lovely letter until the very end. <laughs> when it oh. became the worst letter in the world. She had the last say. Wow. Shot, shots fired from afar. Yeah, Jesus. Very good. So a fond farewell to Greta and may you have many... Uh, aquatic adventures. But now we have another window to open. And, uh, ah! We have our very own Evie Delacour, special correspondent. Here she is. Hello, special correspondent Evie Delacour here. I'm a Gryffindor who started out at Beaubaton, then transferred to Hogwarts when my mum got a job with Magical International Relations at the Ministry. For this Christmas special, I thought I'd show you my tour guiding prowess by taking a long-delayed porky back to my old school and tell you all about Noël au Boubaton, along with a few sneaky looks into the festivities at two other wizarding schools, Domstrang and Ilvermorny. The palace of Boubaton is hidden in the Pyrenees in southern France. Founded around 1290, its alumni include alchemist Nicolas Flamel, creator of the Philosopher's Stone, and his wife Perenelle. Finding love at Beaubaton, the Flamels part-funded the school with alchemist gold, which went to the upkeep of the beautiful palace, its gardens and surrounding fountains, one which is believed to have healing and beautifying properties. In the winter and Christmas period, Beaubaton students go ice skating on the frozen water, 
The dining chamber is decorated with huge, never-melting ice sculptures that glitter like diamonds, and the food is so delicious. Sorry, Hogwarts. And whilst we eat, wood nymphs serenade us. I don't know what Hermione would have to say about that, though. She'd be expecting them to be paid for their work, or be setting up a society like Spew. I was thinking frown, fair recognition of wood nymphs. Well, I feel like I've learned something. Yeah, so absolutely. But let's learn more. Okay. There's another door here. Oh. Yes, behind number four. Uh, Okay, Harry Potter's second Christmas. Oh, yeah. Does anyone want to talk about that? Me, me, please, me. Um, So, yes, his second year. Well, um, you know what? Nothing says Christmas like just spending time in a public toilet, being (laughs) haunted by a teenage girl, drinking the hair of your enemies. Right, guys? We've all been there. Great way to spend Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, Well, that's what... Yeah. Uh, well, that's what Harry, Ron, and Hermione were doing, of course, because they were they were brewing Polyjuice potion because they had a plan. Uh, I think you find Hermione was brewing Polyjuice potion. Okay, the boys yes, were a bit fine. Useless. The other two are terrible, but Hermione. I mean, yeah, they wouldn't have done anything if it wasn't for Hermione, really. Mm. Um, I mean, we say this. I'm going to get have onto this, but of course, one second if it wasn't for Hermione, because <laughs> of course <laughs> Harry drinks the hair of Gregory Goyle, Ron, uh, Vincent Crabbe, but Hermione, as clever as she is, how did she confuse a cat hair? For a human hair. Unless Millicent Bulstrode's hair is... Cat-like? Cat-like. cat-like. This is what we've learned. A... Oh, is it? Oh. Is, that, is, that, is that the Every conclusion day school to be day. made? No, no, I mean, very... that's, that's surely the takeaway from this discovery you've made, Alex. Millicent Bulstrode has incredibly <laughs> oh, cat-like hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then, you're, you're giving a lot of faith to Hermione, which, to be fair, I suppose she has earned it, but it does seem like an odd oversight if, if Millicent does not have cat-like hair. Unless mm. the cat has very... Bolstered like hair. Oh, yes. Imagine. Well, I mean, just throwing, yeah. a, throwing a curveball <laughs> there. Flowing locks. Yeah. The only thing we know about Millicent's hair, because I had to look this up, is that it's black. That's all we know about it. Well, then a black, black cat. cat. Exactly. Like a witchy cat. Yeah. Ex- right. Yeah, exactly. I'm feline that explanation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but of course, yeah, Hermione ends up drinking the wrong one. Uh, Ron and uh, Harry, of, of course, go off to Draco, uh, you know, to find out. They find out he's not the heir of Slytherin. Um, but Hermione, of course, spends time in the hospital wing because, you know, you're not allowed to drink the hair of an animal, apparently. But it does make me realise how often Hermione spends time in the hospital wing because not only during this time, but also she gets petrified. So she spends yeah. a lot of that second year in the hospital it's wing. It's not a good year for Hermione, No, is it? not at all. I mean, she's successful. You know, she helps out Ron and Hermi- uh, Ron Harry a lot, as always. From um, bed. Yeah. It's not on the front lines. Yeah. Um, moving on from that. It's now time. I am going to look behind another window. Oh, yes. This is a very exciting Nick, there one. Was no Foley there at all. I demand you reopen that window. There was. There was Foley. I oh. don't believe there's an advert calendar here at all. <laughs> why, why, would you, why would you destroy Christmas? Okay, behind this advent calendar is the Christmas cracker joke. And uh, basically, listeners, what we did, we were all challenged to write our very best Christmas cracker joke, which, as you know, are kind of slightly daddy jokes. They're not great, but they had to be Harry Pottery and festive So we've all written one, and I think you, uh, as well as us, can be the judge of the winner. Um, so this is Evie Delacour's cracker joke. What's the cleverest vegetable in the Christmas feast at Hogwarts? Professor Sprout? 
Hooray! Well, that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad she's physically here, otherwise I may have to. <laughs> all right, all right. All right got another let's, one. Hear, let's hear the other one. What do you give a weightlifting wizard for Christmas? Oh, it's got to be... What do you give away? I've got to guess, but I'm going to wait and see. I know this, and it's my one as well. Oh, oh is it? terrifying. You... Is it? A dumbbell door. A dumbbell dumb door. Oh, I've definitely heard. Oh, no. Will say <laughs> did you? Will, did right, you well, come will up you... with. But you both came up with these independently. Like, you didn't. I came up with mine on the spur of the moment after a walking tour when a random child said, Tell me a Harry Potter joke. And I went, uh, Mine is, How do you access the gymnasium at Hogwarts Castle? And it's through the dumbbell door. Wow. Uh, yeah. I, I thought mean, Evie's was yeah. better, no offence. Oh, oh shit. Where's the shoot, door shoot. come from? Where's the door? Yeah, you incorporate the door. Yeah. It's all right, mine's, mine's rubbish as well. So. I mean, oh, but that, that's the whole point. Uh, would one of you like to go first, or shall I? Oh, well, I just want to say, listeners, as a little disclaimer, I forgot to do this, so I have done it very last minute. So oh. I just want to lower oh, all of your oh, expectations. He's got a cold, he's done stuff last yeah. minute. Yeah, feel pity for me. Um, or contempt. But also, <laughs> contempt. <laughs> also, mine's very topical, so I hope the young listeners will appreciate this. So, uh, hey guys, uh, what's a wizard's favourite internet meme? Or Christmas internet meme? I don't know. Oh! House elf on a house shelf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, and that's only funny oh. if you know the meme, which I only discovered very recently, so I, to me it's very topical. Elf, elf on, on a shelf. shelf. Yeah, yeah. I hate that tradition. It's a pointless yeah. thing. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Um, well, well done. Um, <laughs> right. All right. Uh, no for this one. Uh, why did Harry have to compete in the Triwizard Tournament? I don't why? know. Because he didn't read the Santa Claus. Oh! An admin-based joke. <laughs> <laughs> the worst kind. <laughs> And now, Go on, Nick. So, swooping in to save the day. I was going to say, Nick has bigged this joke up, listeners. Yeah, he so. has bigged it up. I, so honestly, guys. He's got I, big boots to fill. Yeah. When I heard this joke that I came up with, I when was like... you heard it? No, no, no. I heard when it because I said, I said it aloud to myself. Oh. In the pub. And I was like, that's the best joke I've ever heard. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, God. What is Creature's favourite Christmas character? I don't know. Rude elf. Oh. very good, Nick. That is, it's right. very good. It is good. It did I make like any of us laugh, though. But it, it no, absolutely we all, makes it. That was the sound of I respect, was like, though. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it really? <laughs> quiet, quiet respect. Can you hear that, guys? That's the sound of respect right there. Um, I just want to say, my joke got the biggest reaction. Yeah. Well, I've forgotten your joke. What was it? Oh, no, you know <laughs> it. The classic. <laughs> Out self on a Oh, house self on a shelf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it was I've very loud. another one. Oh. Okay. Oh yeah. Um, what would the keeper of keys at Hogwarts say if he'd been trying to phone someone in the 1970s and had oh. been unable to, but then suddenly was able to? I've already <laughs> forgotten a set of um, joke, but <laughs> ah, grid. <laughs> oh wow! That takes the biscuit. Will, do you know what? You have earned yourself the right to open the next Christmas window, so you, you oh. open it for me. How exciting, I'll do just that. <laughs> it says, uh, Yule, Yule versus Christmas. Ah, yes. Okay, well, well you open uh, the window, so... Yule, take it away. I shall. 
so yes, um, magical and mythical Christmas traditions and how they find their way into Harry Potter. Um, there are a couple of strands that make up what a muggle would call Christmas. One is Christmas, the, the Christian version. One is Yule, the old pagan version, as in the Yule Ball. Ah. And the other is uh, Saturnalia, the Roman festival. Um, in a nutshell, when the Roman Empire became Christianized, the date of Christmas, the Christian holiday, was moved to coincide with the end of Saturnalia. Uh, Saturnalia, by the way, was a um, uh, a big, feasty, happy, jolly time where people would give each other presents and there'd be a Lord of Misrule, rather like Peeves. While that was happening, you also had Yule happening, um, and it coincides with the winter solstice. Uh, it's a time of... Um, Worship of the light and rebirth. Through Saturnalia, this got mixed up with the cult of Mithras, um, a, a, a Persian deity who started getting worshipped by lots of people inside the Roman army. It, it's sort of a wheels-within-wheels wheels thing. Uh, the way they do Christmas in Harry Potter is taken straight from the Muggle tradition. Uh, usually in Harry Potter, there's two... Uh, different strands. There's the wizarding strand, which kind of complements and sits alongside the, um, uh, the the conventional one that we know. In uh, where, where Christmas is concerned, the wizarding world just stole it from the Muggles. Uh, so you have things like Hogwarts being decorated with holly and mistletoe. Uh, that comes from using uh, evergreen things in Yule um, to symbolise um, the light coming back. Uh, everything dies in winter, but it, it, it gets reborn. And also <laughs> Hogwarts gets decorated with Father Christmas models. That's fun as well. Um, Father Christmas is a very distinct mythical figure. Uh, he's very much in the English tradition. He's he's not really much to do with uh, Santa Claus, who our American listeners might know. Uh, Santa Claus comes from various mid-European traditions, about five of them spliced together, uh, including St. Nicholas, who actually is from Turkey. Um, Father Christmas is a different one. Uh, he gets um, immortalised in medieval songs as Sir Christmas. He comes from the the Green Man um, uh, recent film. Did anyone see Sir Gawain and the Green Knight, the recent film? Oh, the one with Dev Patel? Yeah. Did you see it? No. It's very good. No. Anyway, that. Uh, he's in that, basically. Um, uh, it's, it's the Green Knight as Green Man as Father Christmas. He may also, Father Christmas, come a little bit from uh, Odin. Um, Odin's other name was Yolnir, as in Yule. He's literally Yule being. He, of course, was the um, the king of all the Viking gods. Uh, Christmas trees can be traced back to that. Obviously, there are 12 of those in Hogwarts. Um, the point is, the wizards steal Christmas traditions from the Muggles, extract the religion, and then sort of go a bit wild with them. It's a time of wizarding folk having fun with conventional Muggle magical history. So to conclude, fascinating. Yes. Yeah, very truly, fascinating. Truly, and uh, we move smoothly on now to Harry Potter's third Christmas. But I don't know anything about this. Well, so. I mean, yeah. it's very short and sweet. Uh, Prisoner of Azkaban, Harry Potter Christmas recap, wherein the twins give Harry some Christmas joy by showing him a passage to Hogsmeade. The trio learns of Sirius Black's alleged betrayal of Harry's parents. Hagrid gets stressed about Buckbeak's upcoming hearing, and Hermione is highly sceptical of one of Harry's awesome Christmas presents. There. Done. Nailed it. Wow. <clears throat> there was no joy in your eyes when you said that. <laughs> I mean, well, what? That, that was a... 
All the love Which left did, your eyes when you delivered that. That wasn't a real statement. You didn't ramble for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're clear. That's, 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 that's how it That's how Wild sli- tangents. <laughs> yeah, that's how Slytherins do it. Succinct <laughs> and to the point. No ridiculous interruptions by Nick. I mean, gosh, you I, give him a I, chance. Yeah. I mean, I'm good, but I didn't find anything in there. Really. <laughs> was I wanted four gone. historical tangents that went ultimately nowhere. <laughs> uh, well, just scroll back a bit. And <laughs> we, are not, we are not here to give the listeners what they want, okay, Steph? <laughs> if the listeners are still listening, then the next thing they're going to hear. Ah, oh, well, we've got Alex now. Alex. What's with that tone? Segment of uh, Harry's Christmas present oh, yeah. quiz. What's this? So I've created a quiz for all of you guys. Uh, uh, I mean, the listeners can play at home if they want, but I would have no idea what you're going to say, so that's up to you. Play along. Uh, but for the hosts, um, Steph, Nick, and Will, um, I've got seven questions. I'm going to ask seven you... Seven questions. Uh, about the seven's presence. the magic number. Exactly. Oh. That, was not, that was not an accident. Uh, it was slightly an accident, <laughs> listeners. Um, but now I'm going to ask about the presence that Harry receives throughout his time at Hogwarts. And what I'd like you to answer is, one, what year he received it. Jesus. Two... Who gave him the present? Okay. So, I'm going to start off with an easy one. Um, do we need buzzer noises? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. So, Steph, do you have a buzzer? Ding, ding. Nice. Classic. Nick? Dong, dong. <laughs> How did you think of that one, Nick? <laughs> uh, Will, do you Copy have a cat. buzzer? Uh, mine will be Expelly Christmas. <laughs> nice. Well, that, that's, that's already my favourite one. Um, okay. <laughs> Question one. In what year does Harry receive the firebolt, and who gives it him? Ding, ding. It's Billy Christmas! Jesus Christ, that was all at the same time. Was, I'll give it to Steph, just because I did feel finally. Steph did Well, considering I just did this, yeah. um, it is in 1993, <laughs> and he gets it from Sirius Black. Indeed he does. I would have accepted year three. I'm not going yeah. dates. Oh, okay. The film. I was Sorry, three, just then. keen. Do I get a point for that? Um, no. I don't think if anything... Because you think it's a random dog. We will get to that. Um... That's very nice. You were three. Thank you. Um, two. Uh, so same. What year and who gave it? Did, did Harry receive a painting of himself? Oh, he got a painting of himself. Yeah. What a narcissist. Ding, ding. Go on, Steph. Is it from Dobby? Yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. And is it... That little creep. Is it year five? It is year Yours five. Good work. In four points to me. Okay. Three. A box of dog biscuits. Oh, uh, that sounds like something the Thursdays I give. don't hear any buzzer. Dong, dong. Dong, ding, dong. Ding, ding, dong. Uh, um, go on, is, it, is it... Um, the Dursleys give him that. Mm. <clears throat> year one. You, year, you year have to be more specific with which Dursley. Uh, Dudley. No. no. Vernon. No. Well, you didn't ding ding. <laughs> well, so... I didn't because I was giving you a chance, but I know that. Right, can, right. can you at least do the year? Year one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Half yeah. a point to me. You get one point from the and year Vernon. one. No. Ding ding. Go on, Steph. It's at Marge. It is Aunt Marge. Because she's got dogs, remember? Oh, yeah. Well, again, yeah. just a random dog. Nick knows very little about dogs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, question four. A toothpick. Who the... Why? Oh, come on, guys. Do you know? Yes, I do. Well, then ding your ding. Oh, well, I just feel like... Ding your ding. <laughs> ding ding. ding, ding. <laughs> this is also the Dursleys, isn't it? It is. Yeah. What year? Uh, not the first one. Not the second one. Third? No. Third year? No. It's year two. I oh. thought it was... A, oh, maybe it's... I yeah. thought it was the dirty tissue. Nope. Oh. 
Someone sent him a dirty um, tissue. The Dursleys. Probably okay. Everard. Number five. A bag of maggots. Ab Malfoy sent that. I didn't hear a buzzer there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, listeners, we're, we're on video with each other, and Steph so knows the answer and so yeah, wants right. to answer. It's wonderful to see. Go on, Steph. <laughs> Ding ding. Uh, did he get it from Creature? He did. He did get it from Creature. Do you remember so. my joke I told earlier? <laughs> Yeah. He's a rude elf. Rude elf. Oh, he yeah. is a rude elf. Um, yeah. Is it fifth year? No. Sixth year. It is sixth year, yeah. It worked. Mm. Um, number six, a large box of Bertie Bott's Every Flavoured Beans, uh, Drupal's Best Blowing Gum, Chocolate Frogs, and Fizzing Whisbees. All from one person. And which year? Oh, that was ding, dong, dong, ding, dong. <laughs> yeah. Probably that was when he was st- serious, gave him them. New. Wow. Stop miming the art. If you- <laughs> I just, I just want to give you a chance. Don't patch any idea, Will? <laughs> Will, oh, any well, idea? Do you know Will? I do not. Okay, but I can guess. Nineteen ninety-six. No. Ding ding. <laughs> no. Um, is it Hermione? No. Oh, it's not. Hermione, no. Um, Hermione does give him uh, Bertie Bots every flavour beans in yeah, first. Yeah, there are quite a few. This is is specific because it's such quite a lot of things that. Who gives him a whole host of sweets? I know, I'll tell you. It was Hagrid in year Ooh. four. Oh, because oh. he doesn't want to have any rock picks anymore. Yeah. And finally, <clears throat> seven, a small working model of a firebolt. Oh. That's very sweet. Um, I, I don't know who gave him. Do you know? I can have a guess, but I'd rather have you guys have a guess. Expecting on Christmas. Oh. Uh, go on, Will. I think it was given to him by Oliver Wood. <laughs> um, I think it was given to him by by Voldemort just to mess with it. <laughs> so he's like, Whoa. that'd be good. That would be yeah. good. Voldemort yeah. went to a shop. <laughs> bought a oh, what do you mean he went to a shop? He probably sent one of his minions to yeah. get it. He shops uh, on Amazon. Oh, Voldemort. interesting. Okay. Is it um? Is it Remus Lupin? Very close. Is it to Lupin? Remus Lupin. Serious black. Not oh. serious. Expelling Christmas. Have, uh, Will? Is it Tonks? It is Tonks. Oh. Yes! Uh, do, you, tonks. do you remember what year? Do you know what year? Well, it must be a year that he knows Tonks. So. Yep. <clears throat> year three. 1995. Shut up. Yeah, it was Harry's yes! fifth year. Good work. Well, there we are. You are all knowledgeable, but Steph is the most knowledgeable well. as we have not discovered anything there. I could, have, <laughs> could have told you that. Let's move on. <laughs> Right, ah. it's me. I may have lost the quiz, but I won the next I window. I shall not apologise for my nerdism. <laughs> I am now going to talk briefly about Harry's fourth uh, Christmas at Hogwarts. This is, of course, and I'm not going to go too much because Evie will be covering this, I understand. But this is, of course, the year of the Yule Ball. Try was a tournament taking place. And the primary theme of this Christmas is love. Mistletoe and ladies and mulled hormones. Many of the fourth years and above stayed over at the holidays, the 25th of December. So actually on Christmas Day, they are uh, in Hogwarts attending the Yule Ball. And uh, obviously that's the scene where you see a famous ice sculpture of a certain building. Test, how well were you listening to Greta? Oh, I covered this. entirely what this is. I do, because it annoyed me. I got it wrong. Will, do you remember? Mm-hmm. There's an ice sculpture of a building in the Yule Ball, <laughs> Brighton Pavilion, you will of course remember. And uh, this was Harry's last year at Hogwarts, in fact, because uh, um, yeah, then of course he leaves. 
You mean his last Christmas at Hogwarts? Last Christmas at Hogwarts, yeah, it's sorry. Yes, not his yeah, last no, year, because then he would be an uneducated so Last wow. Christmas. <laughs> you went to Well, we've just all ball. lost, haven't we? So it's a bit well, of a you. bit of a bittersweet last Christmas at Hogwarts because obviously all they all fall out and um, mm. they all invite people they don't really want to to the ball and it gets very. Oh, I don't think Hermione's quite pleased with her choice. No, but then Ron ruins it, doesn't he? Yeah, well, all that's like, just Ron for you, isn't like it? Like he ruins everything. But speaking of the Yule Ball, I believe our correspondent Evie has some more to say on this uh, festive subject. Hit it, Evie. The Yule Ball, which takes place on Christmas Day night is a tradition as part of the Triwizard Tournament. Hogwarts goes all out for this very special Christmas. The lawn at the front of the castle is transformed into a grotto full of live fairies sitting in the rose bushes, with a statue of Father Christmas and his reindeer. The hall is turned into an ice palace, with the walls covered in sparkling silver frost and mistletoe, icicles and ivy hanging from the starry black ceiling. More on food later, but the snack tables that are set up in the Great Hall for the Hungry Dancers feature decorations that represent both Boubaton and Durmstrang. I'm sorry to the listeners who were, yeah. you know, having a lovely, <laughs> easy on the ears listen Back there because... Grind. Now you've got us. Um, and uh, don't worry, because if you were feeling very relaxed, we have... Once again, our loudest voice for you, talking about Christmas locations. So, uh, Will. So, yes, everyone, we're back on theme, locations. Hurrah! <laughs> That's why Yay. we all came here. Not for Christmas festivities <laughs> or quizzes or fun. Um, yes, uh, it's, it's a bit of a tricky one, this, because um, most Christmases in Harry Potter do happen at Hogwarts, and Hogwarts is many places, and we'll be doing lots of episodes about Hogwarts, and most of the actual festive stuff happens in the Great Hall, which we've already covered. However, there are one or two other Christmassy locations, notably Twelve Grimmauld Place. Interestingly, no one knows where that is. It's supposed to be in Islington, but the actual film location is a closely guarded secret known only to the um, the people who did the location scouting. Uh, a, a couple of us once asked David Heyman, the producer, whether he'd tell us where it was, and he either lied and said he didn't know, or he didn't know. <laughs> but yeah, the Christmassy bit of Grimmauld Place happens wherever that is. Um, that same Christmas, uh, our heroes visit some Mungos, which is famously based on Great Ormond Street Hospital. Uh, listeners, if you're in London, you can find that right near Waterloo Station. It's very lovely. Now, I was tasked uh, on this brief with also mentioning a place we go on the tour, and I have managed. As I mentioned earlier on, Christmas is somewhat derived from the Festival of Saturnalia, which itself was somewhat derived from the cult of Mithras. And on the tour for Muggles, the tour we all work for, which is how we know each other and why we're doing this podcast, we go at one point past the London Mithraeum, an actual temple to Mithras that's still there, still blooming exists. Oh, yeah. So we go past Father Christmas's house. Aww. Where is that? <laughs> we don't even have to go to the North Pole. It's underneath, isn't it the Bloomberg building, is it? Or is it? Yeah, it's on the tour yeah, yeah, we yeah. give every day, Alex. Oh. You can, it's free to go in. You have to, uh, I think you have to maybe like book, but it's free. Okay. And you can go underneath this like big business building and it's there. Oh. Yeah. It's lovely as well. It's uh, The cult of Mithras was cool. They had proper special effects in their temples. 
Um, it would have been like going to a really edgy, immersive show. Okay, so moving on from Mithras to Musicas, because now, Alex, <laughs> I understand you have a little advert for us about the uh, the Christmassy music of Harry Potter. I do. Um, so obviously, like for a lot of people, the Harry Potter movies are quite Christmassy movies. I would argue this is especially the case with the first two, and especially the first one. I think there are a few reasons for this. Uh, the main two reasons being Chris Columbus, of course, directed mm. these movies, uh, also did Home Alones, which are classic Christmas films. Also, of course, John Williams scores the films, of course, and I think that music is very iconic in Home Alone. Uh, it's very Christmassy and actually does sound quite similar at times in Harry Potter. Uh, I mean, John Williams has been accused a few times of sounding quite similar <laughs> in a lot of his films. I know. I love him. He's a legend. But he does sound similar sometimes. Oh, less so than Hans Zimmer, though. Well, that's, well, I mean, that's for another time, I suppose. Spend a whole podcast on that. Um, but yeah, so, and I said, I think that really adds to the magic of it. And uh, Christmas is very significant in particularly the first film. Uh, did you know that there is a, a Christmas carol that was actually created for the first film? No. Yeah. But, no, that's lovely. I know this. See you. Uh, oh, Christmas. the one yeah. Christmas. Yeah. What's yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's funny when you listen to the actual track on the soundtrack, it's called Hogwarts at Christmas and it sounds lovely and magical then suddenly goes incredibly sinister and creepy when the ghost starts singing. It's, the, it's mean, very odd and I recommend people check it out because it's really fun. Um, and also oh, ghosts, the... I think, are very Christmassy themselves. Absolutely. Have you oh. seen A Christmas Carol? Well, exactly. Oh, and um, Christmas ghost stories were such a tradition. Uh, it, it used right. to be the time of Christmas. Uh, uh, used to be the time of Christmas. Christmas used to be the time of ghost stories. Um, well, uh, back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> Good segue, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. That's great. Um, I mean, that's, that's the joy of music. You can segue to so many things, right? But yeah, so music, it, there was a bit of a, uh, they use a very, the same track again in the second movie when there's a little establishing shot of Christmas again when uh, the, there's carriages on the lake that's been frozen over. There's a brief moment there. Um, but then, I don't know, Christmas is not very big, so there's not really a lot of music used in it. Apart from when you get to the fourth one, when, of course, uh, you have this fantastic and beautiful track called Harry Winter, uh, Harry in Winter, rather, which is composed by um, Patrick Doyle. Uh, I, think. I like Patrick Doyle. He's amazing, yeah. He, he, what he, else has he done? He's done a few of the more he modern... I think he did Fantastic people. Beasts. Oh, no, that's James Newton Howard. He, I think yeah. he, he's also cool. done Ken Branagh's Hamlet. He did, he did oh. the soundtrack to Brave, actually. <laughs> and it was oh. the Scottish-sounding soundtrack. But it's, it's an, it, Harry in Winter is utterly beautiful. It's, that, it's the track you hear when Harry goes up to the um, Owlery, when he comes across Cho Chang and is very awkward and tries to ask the your oh, ball. yeah. Yes, I really recommend listeners really look out for it. It's brilliant. Um, but yeah, but obviously, there, I mean, I don't know whether this really counts as Christmas music, but of course there is a band that play at the Yule Ball, uh, the Weird Sisters. Uh, they, of course, don't play Christmas songs, um, but it's worth noting that the songs that they play in the movies are not written by Patrick Doyle, uh, who composed the film. It, they're, written, they're composed by Jarvis Cocker and uh, Jason Buckle. Uh, Jarvis Cocker, of course, is the lead singer of the Weird Sisters in the movie. Uh, Jason Buckle, I assume, is one of the other members in the band, but I'm not sure who that is. Um, and a bit of the Yule Ball theme comes from Sympathy Number no- uh, Sorry, Sympathy Number Three by Samuel Wesley. You know that? Mm. There's another bit of un- 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 yeah, interesting. It's time to open another window, uh, and I'm going to throw this one back back to you, Will. Uh, Harry ah. Potter's fifth Christmas at Hogwarts. What happens there? Ah, the horrible one. Um, <laughs> yes, this is Harry's. Probably worst Christmas. 
Uh, oh, I'm going to contend be... with you on that, but yeah, you, that, that's controversial, isn't it? But um, I, I, I reread this bit for for this. Uh, I, I, gosh, it's heavy. Um, mm. Harry um, inside Nagini, Nagini inside Harry, tomato, tomato um, attacks Arthur Weasley, and he ends up in St Mungo's. Um, and so much of Christmas Day in Book Five is spent in an incredibly affecting sequence inside the Wizarding Hospital. Um, you meet... There's there's a, a bit where you meet Neville's parents for the first time, and it is heartbreaking. They meet... Um, they meet Gildroy Lockhart as well, don't they? Is that that year? Oh, yeah. They when do, he's all, like, yeah. Obliviated. Yeah. I remember there, there were originally plans to have Kenneth Branagh come back for that film until they realised how and big Order of the Phoenix is, and they thought, maybe let's just cut... Like, not have them go to St. Mungo's, basically. Uh, but that would be quite fun. Hoping that she can save us. How did I know she was already behind the window? <laughs> uh, is Evie Delacour once again. And she is going to tell us about something. Durmstrang. <laughs> I've just landed in the grounds of Durmstrang, which is somewhere in Scandinavia. Possibly Sweden, or maybe Norway... Or actually, it might be Finland or even Russia. Who knows? It's unplottable. The castle is smaller than Hogwarts, just four floors, but the grounds are massive, even bigger than Hogwarts. It's absolutely freezing here, and not any warmer inside because the meanies only let you light the fires for potions and other magical purposes. Remember that Victor Crumb, the seeker for the Bulgaria Quidditch team? He was also a Durmstrang student. He mentions that in the summer they fly every day around the lakes and mountains. Maybe on Christmas Day the students who stay for the holidays play a game of Quidditch. Or light the fires when no teachers are looking. Anyway, I can't fill my nose and I'd better be off before my porky stops working. Why do we put her in such perilous scenarios? She's got to prove herself. Exactly. She's got to prove herself. If she wants to be an actual host of this podcast, we she has to go through the trials. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. Chop through her doors. Yeah. Hope she survives that volcano school. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Oh, no, not what's, the volcano school. What's next? <laughs> oh, Steph, it's you next. Have you gone anywhere or are you just sitting in a chair? Have I got? No, I'm <laughs> yeah. right here. I'm right here, Nick. Um, right, yes. So Christmas passwords. Now, Alex had a lovely quiz for us with the presents, and I've got a slightly smaller quiz. Okay. Um, with the passwords, because less uh, generous. Yeah. Less, yeah, less generous. <laughs> more, more stuff. difficult to source, really. Um, so Which as far sauce? as I brandy sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no butter sauce. Um, <laughs> Put him in his place. Let's all list sauces now. Saucy. Buttered him up. Um, right. So Christmas passwords. There are actually only a handful of Christmas passwords that I could find. Um, and so, first of all, do you guys remember any of the Christmas passwords? No. No. Is no one of them? It's a no from Nick. <laughs> and no it's well, a no from no Will. Well. <laughs> oh, no well. Okay, so in that case, I'm going to name you the five passwords and tell me um, which one, where do you think it belongs to? What door mm-hmm. you think it opens? Okay. If it opens a door. It's not just all the Gryffindor common room. No, it's not, Alex. What? Yeah, I know. Crazy. Uh, there's security elsewhere in Hogwarts? <laughs> Did you say, are the security elves there? No, they're not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, right, okay, so I'm going to start with an easy one At least I think it's an easy one 
pure blood. Oh, well, obviously. Obviously, well, while not getting it. Oh yes, the, uh, yes, absolutely. The abattoir will yeah. very well. Yes, um, the bloodbath that is the Slytherin common room. Do you guys remember what Christmas this is the password for? Oh, is it seconds? Yeah, second, second, yeah. I was going to say, is it not the password for um, uh, Draco's Uh, trousers? (laughs) (laughs) It's the sort of thing that Slytherin House would do. Um, They could be uh, recreating an old Yule tradition here. Uh, (laughs) 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 The fifth century uh, describes them dipping twigs in blood um, and then (laughs) sprinkling around. I mean, is that not something you guys do for your holiday traditions? <laughs> okay, so um, fairy lights. Oh, that's Hufflepuff. You never hear a Hufflepuff password, you do don't, we? Because Hufflepuff doesn't have passwords, Nick. Wow, they don't have passwords? Nope. We're trusting. Yeah, Probably far too trusting. Like in that day and age. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's, Hufflepuff is actually the common room that is most difficult to get into. I know. Why? No, well, don't tell him. Well, that would be telling. No, fairy lights. What are you hiding Any guesses? It's not Hufflepuff. Is it Gryffindor? It is Gryffindor. Uh, yeah, Ravenclaw's but never used that. Well, you yeah. don't have passwords for Ravenclaw Common Room. You have riddles, don't you? You have riddles and... Uh, you should know this. I didn't ah. know that. <laughs> this explains a lot, they were dear going, listeners. Um, you set up a tent outside. I feel you're right. a bit like Lockhart. You know Lockhart ended up in <laughs> Ravenclaw and it was kind of the bottom of the barrel because they didn't know where else to place him and I kind of always feel mm. that's ah. your case with Ravenclaw. It's, uh, it's good to share at Christmas, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> because I feel like he, he's very resourceful. Anyway, this is a time. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, right, passport. fairy lights. What? Fair Gryffindor. Yes, and what, what year? Seven. Four. No. Fourth, yes, oh. absolutely, yes. Yeah, it's for, oh, it's for the yeah. um, for the Yule Ball. So. Uh, right, guys, behave yourselves. Yeah. Next one's baubles. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, if if Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff don't have them, that's is it Gryffindor. It, it, it is Gryffindor. Can't imagine one. Slytherin going. Oh, <laughs> what ball? Yeah. Sick. Yes, it is. Yeah. Go on, Alex, nailing me. Uh, right, so uh, fizzing Wisbies. That should be an easy oh, one. Oh, Dumbledore. Again, likely to be Gryffindor. This is not going to be a Slytherin one. No, no, actually, this is the. Alex is right. It is Dumbledore's office. Um, ah. And do you, do you know what year? Second? No. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> Third? No. First? No. Seventh? No. God, Sixth. you've got through all of them. Are we dead then? Fifth. It's the fifth. fifth. Order of the Phoenix. Arguable. And so, yes. Given his extraordinary bias, isn't Dumbledore's office also part no, of Gryffindor House? No, no, no. Nice nice well, I mean, attempt. I'm glad you're acknowledging the bias, William, but... Uh, Happily? No. Right. Profiting from it? Is- oh, thank it's, you, Professor. Uh, Another 200 points. <laughs> uh, Order of the Phoenix, um, Dumbledore's uh, office. Oh, uh, yeah. And the last one, which is probably my favourite. It's not very Christmassy, but um, Scurvy Kerr. Oh, that's, that sounds Slytherin-y. Quite sibilant. No. It's Gryffindor. It is Gryffindor but because... it's Saint Cadogan. Oh, it's Absolutely. the Cadogan, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Brave, brave, so there we brave, go, guys. So there we Cadogan. go. That's some nice Christmas oh. passwords for you there. Very nice. Oh. Well, okay, Alex, you definitely won that. So Yay. you can do whatever's behind the next window. All which is, right is Harry Potter's sixth Christmas. Oh, it's amazing neat. how chronological they are. Yeah. <laughs> Almost like we planned it. It's like we planned it. <laughs> um, this is also kind of fun because it allows me to again do my favourite thing of comparing the book and the movie. Uh, because I would argue in the sixth Christmas it has one of the most controversial changes from the books. Um, it's in the book, of course, they go to the burrow and they have a pleasant time. Um, Ron and Hermione have fallen out so Hermione's not with them. 
Uh, Bill and Fleur are there. Lupin is also there. Um, Percy visits with Scrimger. Uh, and Molly's all like, oh my god, Percy's back, Percy's back. No, turns out he's still a horrible person because he's just there uh, <laughs> to try and get Harry to... Yeah, exactly <laughs> that, yeah. Arguably the worst character in Harry Potter. Oh, oh, yes. Uh, Absolutely. Worse than Wormtail? Worse than Wormtail. Yeah, yeah. at least Wormtail's <gasps> consistent. He betrays his family. He's no, Wormtail may have had a horrible childhood. We don't know. Yeah, he's consistently uh, cowardly. You know, Percy doesn't betray anybody to their deaths. No, but he's just a... Tell that to Fred. What about Fred? He would. Yeah, what about he Fred? He tries to save... Fr okay, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> too deep, too deep of mine. I mean, you're no, no, no. to your wrong opinion, but fine. <laughs> 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 we have a Christmas <laughs> argument, guys. Um, That's no. how the best families do it, don't they? But of course it, it, yeah. but of course it doesn't work out, so Scrimger and Percy leave in a huff. Um, but in the movie, you know what happens instead? What happens instead? The Death Eaters attack the burrow. Do you oh, this? Yeah. That's not in the book. Oh yeah, yeah. this is the bit Isn't with Ginny and this is, oh, yeah. is that um Oh yeah. they all run out into the marsh yeah, into the and marshes, yeah. they blow up the house. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's madness. And it's none of that odd. happens in the book. No. Um, no. And so apparently the reasoning for it was uh because of course throughout the sixth book we're hearing about all these disasters in the background, whereas of course in the movie you can't sure. necessarily you get away with tell. that. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. Oh no, but the one interesting thing is that there's a bit where Harry is chasing Bellatrix again, like he, he does in the Order of the Phoenix film. And if you remember, um, Bellatrix, Helena Bonham Carter, is shouting, I killed Sirius Black, I killed Sirius Black, in yeah. the fifth one. And I'm fairly confident they reuse that exact bit of audio in the marshes. Yeah, I, I thought this. <laughs> yes, it's, it's awesome, isn't it? I killed Sirius Black. That's it, that's it. Unless yeah. Helena Bonham Carter is very good at mimic, like remembering. <laughs> that is a hot take there, Steph. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that'd be kind of so evil. If she could hear. But I want also, before I quickly end, uh, I just want to mention that uh, this sequence in the film also has one of the best bloopers throughout the whole series, where, um, if you remember, it's during the time when Ginny and Harry are having their utterly awkward flirtations. Oh, so yep. awkward. And they're sitting on the sofa together with, uh, and Ron sits oh, between yeah. them with mince pies. Do you remember this? But Ron sits between them with a plate of mince pies. Yeah. And... And they could not do this. There are so many bloopers of them laughing, partly because they're so close together, I think. And also, it's just generally quite a very, very awkward scene. So again, for the listeners, a little Christmas treat. Look it on YouTube. It's very enjoyable. So yeah, that's it. Very Second good. Year. Thank you, Alex. Welcome. Behind door number Ooh, 17. Christmas carols, Harry Potter versions. Uh, well, we slightly touched on the music of Harry Potter. Um, there's only actually one or two... Uh, Christmassy versions of, uh, oh, sorry, Harry Potter versions of Christmas songs in Harry Potter. You hear Sirius, of course, in 1995, when he's so happy everyone is staying at 12 Grimmauld Place mm. that he sings, God rest ye merry hippogriffs uh, in the Order of the Phoenix. So that's one, obviously, an adaptation of God rest ye merry gentlemen. Uh, Peeve sings rude just version. Just in case our American listeners don't know the, the very English carol. That's the one that God goes. Uh, rest you, Mary, Mary, gentle briefs, and nothing you just may. That's enough of that. Brief. So, uh, <laughs> fine. So, if you're listening, Americans, it sounds terrible. Um, Peeve sings rude versions of "Come All Ye Faithful" from inside oh, armor. Come um, all ye faithful. <laughs> Joyful and triumphant. I actually came up with a good Harry Potter version of that. I think it should be it should be Oh Come All Ye Thestrals. Oh. Come All Ye Thestrals. Joyful <laughs> and triumphant. You wouldn't need to change any of the lyrics. <laughs> that's, that's all the same. And Evie has found a few more Christmas carols. Dobby's socks being hung by the fire. 
and Fleur got caught by Grindelwald. Everybody knows Voldemort hasn't got a nose. <laughs> and that's it. I haven't got any more. Did she come up with that? Yes, she did. Herself? Yeah. Oh. Also, yeah. that's... Not, not to be all Alex on this, but that's not actually a Christmas carol, it's a Christmas song. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually... Uh, wait a moment. Alex, he's well, going for your crown. Do you guys, do you guys have... <laughs> I, oh, well, I, I, had, I had a title. I, had a, I wrote a few, but I only share one, because it's one I like the most. Mm-hmm. It was a Christmas carol all about Sir because, of course, he died um, being eaten by a dragon. And so it would be called... Oh, holy night, but spelled differently. <laughs> oh, that's quite good. Thank Very you. good. I oh, went lovely. with oh, I went with oh, holy head harpies. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice. Fun. nice. And I also, at a nod to you, Alex, went for instead of good King Wenceslas, I went with good witch Hufflepuff. <laughs> nice, oh, nice. And then my final oh. one was here. Sorry, I did have one more. Uh, here we come, a Slytherin. Nice. Oh, here we come I love it. Slytherin. That's my favorite. That's brilliant. That's, oh, Steph, sing it, sing it, sing it. <laughs> no. Well, if you don't, I will. <laughs> well, go right ahead, William. Oh. Here we come, a slitherin among the ropes so green. Here we come, a slitherin so happy to be seen. Ooh, what would <laughs> slitherins like instead of love and joy? Cunning ambition uh, <laughs> to you, and to you, cunning and ambition and... too. Um, I've already opened the window because I got over hasty. <laughs> and Fair enough. Twen- the- the eighteenth window is Ilvermorny. So, how does Ilvermorny do Christmas Evie? I'm over on the east coast of the states now, at Ilvermorny School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, found on the highest peak of Mount Greylock in Massachusetts. The castle is covered in snow, and students are having snowball fights in the surrounding grounds. Ilvermorny also celebrate other holidays, including Hanukkah and Thanksgiving. And of course, Halloween, where they give Hogwarts a run for their galleons. I have to say, guys, when it comes to celebrating Christmas, you did say something, Nick, at the beginning. I mean, I like that Ilvermorny has snowball fights, but we should give credit to the Weasley twins for throwing snowballs oh, yeah. at Quirrell, yeah, basically yeah, at, Vol- at the back of Voldemort, like yeah. at Voldemort's face. Mm. I mean, mm. that's. Do you reckon that was um, after he had drunk the unicorn blood? Because maybe that's how the aim was so good, because, of course, his life is cursed after that. So perhaps <laughs> they, they would have oh, missed. Yes, it is. Because doesn't, uh, doesn't that happen at um, Halloween? Uh, after yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. I genuinely can't remember. Yeah. 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 The aim was so, yeah. yeah. It's just mildly annoying good. things. Yeah. Oh. yeah. <laughs> well, They're actually throwing it at each other, but the snowballs just sort of bend in the air. Ilgamorny sounds lovely, though. It does. William, mm. are you yeah. hungry, William? I yes, always. Nick, do you have food Good. for me? No, but I hope you have food for me. Christmas <laughs> question. <laughs> I'm like, Would you like reverse caramel? Dog, Nick, I don't have one for you. <laughs> How about this food for thought? Oh, yes. Good save, Alex. Thank you. Yes. Um, William, give us some food. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like some food, Will? Well, give me some instead. That's some piggy pudding and bring some out This is how I give gifts. I'm unpopular with my family. <laughs> Would you like a present? Well, I'll have one. <laughs> um, right. 
ignoring my innate selfishness. Um, seriously, though, give me some food. Right, right. Um, yes, uh, they, they eat food at Christmas um, in the Muggle world, and likewise in Harry Potter. Um, and as I uh, mentioned earlier on... Um, the Wizarding Christmas very much mirrors the Muggle Christmas here, um, even up to the point of Christmas feasts involving chipolatas, which are an incredibly specific addition. Um, they're tiny little, little, little sausages, um, which are often made into pigs in blankets, which, uh, if you don't know, uh, um, sausages wrapped in bacon, they're delicious. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's a... <laughs> Uh, it's a quirk of it being the first book, I think, that they're in there. Um, I'm, hang however, on. Are they, do they give them to Derek? Is that random little boy called Derek? Doesn't Dumbledore go, will you have one of the chipolatas, Derek? <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> they also eat uh, different things at the Yule Ball, uh, to wit, stew and goulash, two of the more boring <laughs> foods they could possibly have chosen for this. Uh, so, to zhuzh the segment... to produce on mass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, what what I've done is I have created a few Harry Potter recipes of my own devising. Uh, they're all very Christmassy, and uh, and here they are. We will begin with house elves in blankets. Uh, I didn't realise we were wow. going cannibalistic with this. They're not the same species. We're not, house elves. We are not the same species. Yeah. Nick is quite right. So the recipe we goes: eat them. It's give like a squirrels. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, like man. So, the recipe, uh, the recipe goes: uh, give a house elf a blanket. This is the end of the recipe, as the house elf will run away free. <laughs> oh, oh well, I guess I guess Hermione really likes that one, does she? Yeah, yeah, very much her favourite. Um, Brussels Professor Sprout, mm. which goes oh, it's like Evie's joke. Yeah, very much. Uh, buy Professor Sprout a lovely holiday to Belgium. <laughs> Finally, hot buttered Ron. Uh, <laughs> take the neglected second to last child of the Weasley clan and rub with cinnamon and cloves. Ooh. Add butter and place in a sauna. <laughs> well, Do wizards even know what a sauna is? Finnish ones do. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, that I was delightful. So. <laughs> I'm going to rescue this. Those all sound very tasty. Well, I'd like to completely do a gear change into sadness because <laughs> Harry Potter's seventh Christmas, which as we all know, uh, is really sad. It's a melancholy affair. Uh, they aren't feasting in the Great Hall. They are hunting horcruxes and camping, which are both terrible things. Instead of crackers, they have enormous snake women. And instead of cheer, they have sorrowful visits to Harry's dead parents. On Christmas Eve, Harry and Hermione find themselves in Godric's Hollow, having pursued a clue to find Bathilda Bagshot, who turns out to be Nagini. Uh, in the meantime, Ron was staying in Shell Cottage with newlyweds Bill and Fleur, but used the Deluminator uh, bequeathed to him to track down Harry and Hermione. Um, so there's not much Christmas cheer. However, um, especially not with that snake. They, they obviously in the graveyard they hear uh, the choir singing oh, yeah. from the church in Godric's Hollow, and yeah. it reminds Harry of Peeves bellowing rude versions of the Christmas songs, as we've talked about, of Dumbledore wearing a bonnet he had won in a cracker, of Ron in a hand knitted sweater. Uh, so, as you'd expect from the last book, it's a sort of uh, nostalgic look back at the good times as things get darker, and progressively darker. horrible. Yeah. But just to save us from that note of melancholy, uh, oh, perfect, <laughs> we have Steph with your. Christmas jumpers. Oh, yes, Christmas jumpers. Well, I mean, you mentioned Ron in a Christmas jumper. 
Do you guys remember what the colour is that Ron always gets for Christmas? Cool question. Maroon! Maroon. It is indeed maroon. That's good. <laughs> um, but um, Harry gets... Oh, speaking of, going back to Percy hate, um, what does Percy do with his Christmas jumper in, I think it's the fifth one? Burns Harry... it. No, he doesn't burn it. Is it not? No, he sends it, it back. He's no, he sends it back. With, like, with, with dynamite in it. Oh, he yeah. is awful. It's cold, isn't it? It is cold. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold. Um, Right, so basically... um, (laughs) 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 um, Harry does get some really nice Christmas jumpers from Molly Weasley. Um, Do you guys remember what colour the one is from the first film? Oh, I'm sorry, Nick. I forgot that you were colourblind. <laughs> I was like, seriously? Yeah. This is well, red. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It does say it, like the words. It actually, like, in the book, it says red. the words. Maroon. No, that's wrong. Well, he has a very Harry's unique one. kind of colour. Yeah, Harry's. Yeah, Nick has Harry's very uh, specific. It is oh. indeed Emerald Goon. So in third year, he gets a lovely scarlet jumper with a Gryffindor lion on the front. And once again, a maroon jumper for Ron. Hmm. I really think that Molly Weasley kind of loves Harry more than Ron. Oh, way. yeah. Oh, well, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Don't we all? Ron's an idiot. Um, in <laughs> the fourth Harry Potter film, friend. he gets another green jumper, but he's got something very specific. She's she's put something very specific. She's knitted something very specific on the jumper. Of Harry's. Of Harry's, yeah. It's the son I wanted. <laughs> I love you. I love it's you a, more it's an Ron. image. It's an image of something. A uh, random dog. No, it's not a random dog. Surprise. Um, it is an animal, though. Hippogriff. Ourself. Yomnir. Yep. Hungarian Horntail. I just said dragon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he, wins, he wins with dragon. Gotta, gotta be bold. Be Sorry, bold. I know. Um, and uh, actually, uh, Ron does get a maroon jumper, which he gives to Dobby. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, back to Evie. Warner Brothers Studios, that's very festive. What can she tell us about? Christmas at the Warner Brothers Studios. My final stop on the round trip portkey. Hogwarts in the snow. Literally. The miniature model of Hogwarts, which was used to film the landscape shots of the castle and now lives in the studio, is covered in fake snow, in the same way as they did for the movies. A man would stand on a platform above the model and dust fake snow through a sieve over the whole castle and its surrounding area, similar to dusting icing sugar on a massive magical cake. In the courtyards, there are miniature figures having snowball fights. Some even mid-fall, and hidden within the grounds, are teeny tiny snowmen. The studio also decorates the Great Hall with 12 massive Christmas trees, each topped with miniature witch figures flying on broomsticks. No wood nymphs present, but plenty of baubles. The feast is a replica of the one in the Philosopher's Stone, and the Christmas puddings are all set aflame. Guys, do you like Christmas pudding? I'm always a bit meh about it, and actually going to be a little bit controversial and argue it really shouldn't be lit and just basically burnt. Well, we, we have to cut her off She was talking <laughs> heresy. I agree yes, with you, Evie. Of course, we should be burnt. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Burnt like a jumper. Yeah, I agree. Burnt like Percy Weasley. And like Ron. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan either of Christmas pudding, I'll be honest. Thank you, yeah. No, I think, well, we've sp- you've split the crowd there, Evie, with your uh, final damning condemnation of Christmas yeah. pudding. But you other- fit right in. <laughs> yeah. It's a very Emanessy voice you have. Um, anyway, <laughs> after that, we have... Door number 23! Oh, yes, this is very topical. 
Uh, because you may have noticed on the TV on Netflix that there is the 20th film anniversary <laughs> for the first Harry Potter film, which is a very good time to look back on it. So, Alex. Um, actually, it's not Netflix. <laughs> oh, for the love of TV. <laughs> <laughs> right. No. Someone else can do this one. It wouldn't be an episode if I wasn't to have actually. <laughs> um, oh, I miss you, you Greta. You, you, <laughs> you really were the best of <laughs> You set me up there. Um, yeah, no, it turns out we're all really old now. Um, yeah, Harry Potter. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I am, and for all of us. Um, yeah, Harry Potter celebrating its 20th anniversary with well, the film is. It actually came out in November, though. I don't know whether you knew this. It had previews in the UK on the 10th and 11th of November. And I remember going to the previews. Uh, it was not a thing that used to do with films at the time. They used to release the film sometimes like the weekend before the official release date. I don't do know. That. Do they still do that? Yeah. I've never seen it since. I always see it a lot as a child, but yeah, that's, oh, I'm glad to see here they still do it. But I remember going, it was great. And um, yeah, of course, they have a reunion episode, as, as Nick oh, said, yeah. on Now TV, which is going to be interesting to watch. Uh, hopefully they don't reveal too many things that we talk about on the tour and uh, <laughs> inform everyone, anyone too much. Um, but I was just wondering, what, were, what are people's memories of 20 years ago when the films came out? Do people remember watching it in the cinema? I have a very quite not Christmassy memory, but I went, obviously, came out at Christmas, but I remember going um, with some friends. It was my first year of high school, and there were people standing outside handing out flyers going, you shouldn't see this movie, there's Satan in it. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, it was quite intense. Spoilers. Yeah, and I was just a bit like, <laughs> oh, okay, I'm going to see it anyway. Yeah. And wow. it was wonderful. Crazy. What, what about you, Will? Any, oh, Will? any happy memories? At all? <laughs> no. Um, no, <laughs> no, Harry Potter ones though. Trying <laughs> to think. So, yeah, I very much remember going to see it at the Odeon in Leicester Square when the very first oh. one came out. The precedent for a fantasy-ish film coming out at Christmas had been set by Lord of the Rings. Um, yes. There'd been. Mm. There'd been those three that happened, and then suddenly it was replaced by Harry Potter, and everyone went, oh, uh, Christmas will be magic again. And it was. <laughs> that is my yeah, memory. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Nick, do you have a memory? Well, I saw it in, <laughs> in, in a... <laughs> do, you have, do you have a memory? <laughs> kind of passive aggressive questions we like at uh, Wanderlust. Um, yes, I remember seeing The Philosopher's Stone, which is the first film um, in Corby. Um, and I just Corby? Yeah, Corby. It's in the north. That? Well, oh. it's the Midlands, North Midlands. <laughs> the point is, I, I enjoyed it and uh, I wanted to see it again. <laughs> That's my Harry Potter memory. So. Let's door number 24. Door number 24, door. which is essentially, uh, yes, an outro, if you like. like <laughs> no, it was like, what makes Harry Potter so Christmas? We've just done that, haven't we? No, we haven't. Oh, all right. It's a bit of a summary, isn't it? All right, so. <laughs> so now, okay, final question. This leads smoothly on from the one you just asked, Alex, in terms of memories. Because um, as you say, they'd always come out at Christmas. What well, makes Harry Potter so Christmassy? I've often wondered this. Oh, I have Harry. Evie, you go oh. first. I think for me, Harry Potter is so Christmassy because it reminds me of my family. You know, I grew up watching the films, reading the books, listening to the audio, all with my brother. And so when it's on, I think about them and I think about how it's going to be Christmas time and I'm going to be spending the holidays with my family. 
and yeah, it just makes me think about them. We should have left that one till last. Why? What were you? What were you going to say, Will? Oh, uh, I liked all the uh, flying around. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, yeah, Evie has shamed us all. Is that why you think Harry Potter's so Christmassy? Yes. Uh, no, I. <laughs> I said it's, my it's, one. It was about the yeah, one. It's, it's less than yeah. done. It's one. Well, it's worth saying only the first two Harry Potter films came out around uh, Christmas. Yeah. Every other film and also the books came out in the summer. Yeah. Although I mm. do distinctly remember getting Goblet of Fire for Christmas the year it came out. I remember that. Yeah. In memory. Yeah. Yes. I think because the first one was like the beginning of the journey. Yeah. And and possibly the one that involves Christmas arguably the most. Yeah. Exactly, so that yeah. um I mean for me I think it's like the scene that I find really iconic and I guess it it comes from the first one so it kind of ties in but I think it's that scene where Harry's walking with Hedwig and they're in the snow and what am I Hedwig? Well, yeah, what am I? Who am I? Um it's just yeah, it feels very it's interesting because obviously, like, there's less snow in Scotland than you would expect, but it does feel like the whole setting is is Narnia, magical, you know, that yeah. aspect of it. So I think Harry Potter is Christmassy because of the magic. Yeah. 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 Well, like a chilly fellow in a blizzard, it's time to wrap up. Our sledge of fun arrives merrily at the end of our Christmas special. As always, dear listeners, thank you for cozying by the fire with us. If this was your first time hearing us, then I urge you to look deeper into your stocking. There's more gifts there. We have a whole series one of podcast episodes for your enjoyment. Wanderlust, follow the links, follow the magic, check them out. And if you want to combine the traditional Christmas walk with yet more wizardry, then come meet us in person and we'll show you round London. Flew powder yourself to the Tour for Muggles website and join a walking tour. We'd be delighted to see you. A fond farewell and Merry Christmas from myself, Alex. Goodbye. Will. Ho, ho, ho. And Merry Christmas. Evie. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh. Steph. Goodbye. And Greta. And as a final sprig of holly on the cake of joy, we gift you our lovingly rehearsed and not at all botched together rendition of The Twelve Potter Days of Christmas. On the twelfth day of Christmas, the house that gave to me Twelve Grimoire plays, eleven Lockhart's posting, ten Wands are waving, nine Mifflers nabbing, eight Potter movies, seven Horcrux hiding, six Dementors kissing, five House points, two Four Dogonigai, three Hippogriffs, two Weasley twins, and the magic Philosopher's Stone Merry Christmas and good night. Thank you.